Our friends at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add backcountry campsites to their public map. The good news is that you can add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. Looking at their map, you'll see that they've finished entering named campsites in the U.S. That, that's pretty sweet. They'd really appreciate your help with entering dispersed backcountry tent sites in forests and wilderness areas across the country. The more remote and obscure, the better. To get started, head over to artofthetrek.com. Turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best adventures possible. Welcome oh, back. Yeah. Backcountry BSing. Uh, number. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Number 96, yeah, by the way. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Sorry, folks. Uh, we, were, we were traveling for several weeks. Uh, then Andy's whole family got COVID and then. My whole family got super sick. It wasn't COVID. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Then we had birthdays and then more traveling. And normally we don't and take trips and trips. And we normally don't take these, you know, three month benders, but we're back better than ever. <laughs> and we have a lot to talk about talking about the Colorado trail. That's uh, today's live stream. We're going to, we're a debrief. We, we were going to do this with Bryce and Scott and, uh, Timing. COVID. <laughs> COVID happened and we couldn't do it, but here we are. So welcome back. Thank you for joining us on this Friday as I try and muscle this ice cube. Oh, we got some backpacking food too. As I try and muscle this ice cube. Oh, Can you get one. this thing out? Yeah, this one's hard. Okay, I got it. Is that the Death Star one? Yeah. You... Oh, no. Okay. Uh, before we start, the bourbon we're going to try tonight. This is a special one. My wife got this. Back in June, this is Kentucky Owl Confiscated. So basically, uh, my wife was down in Florida with some of her friends. And uh, one of her friends is really into bourbon. And they went to a, a bourbon liquor store. And she called me frantically. She's like, what do I get? What do I get? And then I was like, "Just your friend is into bourbon. Just whatever they say, bye. <laughs> and I'd never heard of this. So this is supposed to be really good. This bottle was $135. Nice. And that's a lot of money, so well, it yeah, yeah. better be good. And you know the thing is, it's like it's always a gamble above a hundred bucks. I have yet I to drink a bourbon that's priced one hundred dollars plus and has been worth that money. Maybe the Angels Envy Rye. It's close. Sorry, it's the Angels close. Envy Rye might actually be worth that much. That's but, not uh, a bourbon, though. But we got uh, Kentucky Owl. I never heard of this. Is apparently like a. A big distillery, I don't know, confiscated. We'll, we'll bust it open. And we're going to talk Colorado. Um, the ironic thing is, literally in a week, Andy and I are going back out west on our next trip. Um, and the, the forest fires... <laughs> Not good. ...are kind of dictating where we're going to go. Um, you know, we have permits to Yosemite. We have permits to the Desolation Wilderness. We have a few permits because um, if you're not up to speed, there's just California wildfires are burning like crazy. And depending on like the smoke and everything will dictate where we're going, but we're leaving in a week for that. Yeah. Um, Excited. Ooh, it smells good. Um, I, we're, I'm not doing the neat. We're just doing full pours here. <laughs> but I want, oh, you do have the Death Star one. Yeah, that's what I said. Also, and I don't think we're going to be able to get into it today, but because we haven't done this in so long, I have so many current events. <laughs> no, we don't have time so for current events. So next week when we stream, <laughs> we don't have time for current events. We can't We can't stream next week. Yeah, we said you said we could fit one in. Oh, Not okay. next Friday. No, not next Friday. Um, I've got like 20 like solid like bears mauling people, I love people getting lost. Everybody just sends us that stuff now on Instagram. Well, and now the, the Android phones are so 
smart. Like I just get them now. Just I'm just gonna give you I'm gonna give you a hint. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay, so like unfortunately, a lot of these involve people getting hurt. Uh oh, this one's terrible. Seven year old did you see this one? Yeah, I know about this. Seven year old girl was killed by a widowmaker in Smoky Mountains. I know. July twenty eighth, seven year old girl from Georgia that's, camping with her family. That's the fear. It's was the killed Wednesday when a trail fell on their campsite, Elkmont Campground. All right, okay. That's uh, that's just terrible. Okay. Uh all right. I, do, we have uh, any, another, do we have any fun uh, stories? Person dying on a glacier. Do we have like another? Oh, like, okay. I got I got a fun one. Last one before we get talk about bear the trip. goes into a convenience store. Eats no, no, chips. no. This one. Okay. <laughs> person well let's, let's let's try this i just did it is it good yeah but is it it's good it's not worth 130 bucks but it's good yeah it's very good okay unfortunately this one revolves around a person dying this guy okay this was in australia this is crazy this guy in australia this is nothing to do with backpacking but it has to do with like animals in the outdoors so i guess it counts and in australia like everything right, will try to kill this you. guy oh he's a dad of three <laughs> david dowell was dared no <laughs> he was dared at a party to Wait. to eat a gecko <laughs> he was died he died 10 days later was it poisonous no they don't know but they believe he got salmonella from it. Really? Yeah. A day in the hospital, he was diagnosed with salmonella. He began vomiting green bile. His urine went black. And his stomach was so badly bloated, he looked six months pregnant. His lungs started to fill with fluid, and fluid leaked from his stomach. Okay, these are terrible. I don't have any like, happy-go-lucky ones. How is that outdoors, really? Then? <laughs> this is great. That's this terrible. is great. They're like, they're like, so he's in the hospital. The doctors are trying to figure this out. And the, his friends go, uh, his friend, Mr. Allura, said, quote, he was pretty sure he saw me to gecko at the party. <laughs> then he told the doctor that. The doctor's like, quote, that could have been it, but there was no evidence that he actually ate it. But there was only the this guy saying, oh, yeah, I saw him eat it. <laughs> it was a dare quote, so he might have intended to eat it and then throw it away. At the end of the day, we don't know whether he actually ate it or not. It's a bunch of hearsay. I feel like there was some, like, Foster's oh, beer involved in that his, one. His testicles were swollen up to the size of grapefruits. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay. That's All like, right. That's what Salmon Hill does to you? I don't know. They, they don't know. Um, next one. Last one. Woman in Yellowstone, June 30th, gored by a bison. This has happened twice. Is this a good old-fashioned, let's get a picture next to a bison? No, uh, Pennsylvania woman 71 was gored by a bull bison just one day after another visitor was injured by a bison. The attack was the third incident reported this year of a visitor getting too close to a bison and the animal responding. The woman and her daughter inadvertently approached the bison as they were returning to their car. So inadvertently, yeah, non-life-threatening. So non-life-threatening injury injuries. So it's just nailed you. Um, another attacked one day earlier. A 34-year-old Colorado man was gored by a bison at the park after walking with his family on the boardwalk near Old Faithful. I mean, that's a legit, that's like a very popular uh, area, those boardwalks. Yeah, the bull bison, quote, continued to charge and gored the man, causing injury to his arm. 
Um, oh, yeah. Somebody brought up another Yellowstone story, and uh, Alex sent me this article this morning. Is this the 25-year-old Ohio woman? No, this was they found a foot in a hiking boot floating down in one of the Yellowstone no, pools. No, yeah, wait. Yeah, I didn't hear that yeah, story. Google it. Yeah, wait. A yeah. foot in a boot? Yeah, it's in one of the pool, in like a pool in Yellowstone. Wait, that's all? Yeah. Oh, this is 23 hours ago. Yeah, that's the same. Okay, part of foot... In a shoe spotted in Yellowstone Hot Spring. <laughs> Wait, oh, this made field and stream. Officials had launched an. This was August 18th. This was yesterday. Uh, a Yellowstone National Park employee made a shocking and somewhat horrifying sighting earlier this week on Tuesday, August 16th. The park staffer spotted part of a human foot in a shoe floating in a hot spring in the southern part of the park. Abyss Pool which is in the West Thumb Geyser Basin, a popular tourist destination. It has a parking lot right off of it with a depth of 53 feet. It's one of the deepest hot springs in the park. You don't just lose a foot by going into the hot spring. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you the got human mauled. foot discovery led to a temporary closure. Um, they have not disclosed how long the dismembered limb may have been in the hot spring before it was found, nor do they have any theories. Oh, this is hot off the press. I know. Okay. John Long called that out in the chat. Okay, and then the other story in the same one was in May, a 25-year-old woman was also gored by a bison, a bull bison. The first incident of the year was in May. So we've had three gorings, no deaths. She was tossed 10 feet in the air by a bison. Yeah. After she came within 10 feet of the animal. That boot one's good. <laughs> I got way more of these. Um, uh, no, no, no more. Oh, there's so many because I've been I've been accruing these since. Oh, the dude who died on McAfee knob. What? Yeah. Really? Th- this one's crazy too. So did they fall off McAfee knob? They fell off McAfee. Did they get? Knob. Were they getting the picture and fell off? No. Oh, geez. So first off, uh, this is June third. So this is a few months ago. Uh, McAfee knob. If you're if you're not, I, sorry, I don't I. I don't have, I didn't set up the thing to show you guys the things on the screen. That's my bad. McAfee knob is like this really classic uh, place to get a photograph on the AT in Virginia. Like everyone gets, t- go go to Tim Watson's channel. It was a through hiker. And his, and his banner pictures that, yeah, but he lost consciousness and fell off. Yeah, he wasn't like trying to get the picture and fell off. Um, he lost consciousness and fell 50 feet, and um, he didn't actually die on the scene. He died in the hospital of his injuries. He's from the Netherlands. Yeah, he was Dutch. And uh, he survived the 50-foot fall and then died in the hospital. So, uh, yeah, um, the, his trail family said that he appeared to have passed out while sitting at the edge of the cliffs. It's trail. Um, he spontaneously slumped forward and fell. He was totally well, just chilling, eating breakfast. We think he might have passed out, but we don't know why. We'll never know for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's messed up. And then he fell, and the family tried to get down and get him, and they got him, but he died in the hospital. All right. I got so many more of these, man. Canadian guides seeking class action lawsuit over grizzly hunting ban. There's a alligator spotted in Kentucky. A girl in Washington Wait. was mauled by a cougar. Wait, I have so many of these. <laughs> Wait. The girl that was mauled by a cougar in Washington, she survived. Yeah, and they went back. Yeah, and she darted it. She was part of the tag. Yeah, she was part of it. Yeah, Yeah. that's a cool story. Yeah, Kentucky Park issues advisory to park goers after possible alligator spotting. So is that one of those things where like somebody lets their alligator go that they were raising and it got too big? 
They don't know. Um, there's park users are, are asked to uh, use caution in um, Kentucky. This is in Marshall County Parks Department. That seems like the most probable thing. Yeah, I don't. All right, let's talk about Colorado. Um, okay. <laughs> I got this one because, like, it was just too weird to not talk about. Last one, I swear. Uh, this is in Germany, Dortmund, Germany, ABC6, on your side.com. <laughs> Sarah Rodo, 23, claims to be in love with a Boeing 737 <laughs> and wants to marry the airplane even though it's illegal. This is a wait, tr- it, wait, there's a law that says you can't do that? Yeah, would you like to see the picture of her embracing the model Boeing 737? No, I mean, obviously that's a little out there for me, but what's even more out there is that they felt the need to actually have a law in place that says you can't do that. I mean, people do the darndest things. This is Her Instagram is sarah.traveling.worldwide. You can go see her post. My life, my love, I love an airplane, more precisely the Boeing 737. I stand by myself. Love knows no boundaries. Okay. Just be yourself. There's a great objectophile. Hashtag a... objectophile. <sighs> Hashtag Boeing 737 lover. Hashtag aviation. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not like she likes the plane. This is like a, a sexual thing. I noticed that I wasn't attracted to people. It's <laughs> I can't. Okay. All right. Done. There's a great comment in Done. here. So, I got more folks. Camp chair. Chris says any Bryce travel trailer news. Oh, remember his stupid trailer. So that's a great question. And if you have a question, put him in there. So we harassed him about that at ad nauseum on the trip and he hasn't done anything with it. Yeah. He plans to. Wasn't it 300 bucks? 300 bucks. Um, no. Cause we are like, Hey Bryce, what are you doing with that trailer? And he has not done anything with it. So I would like to know that as well. The hashtag boning the Boeing. <laughs> what are the other hashtags she had actually? No, no, so- Seven, oh, this is a good one. Uh, 747 size matters. Uh, she calls the plane is referred to as Dicky. Uh, she cannot marry it because it's not legal in her home country of Germany. Ben, Ben, uh, Ben from Hilltop Pack says swept her, swept off her feet. <laughs> oh, she has a tattoo of it on her arm. Also, quote, before the plane, before the plane, she was reportedly in love with the train. The ICE three an express train in Germany. <laughs> I, I I like I am like I'm in I'm of the opinion that if you want to like if you want to be in love, with she's plane, not the first woman. A woman in Hungary shared her relationship with a toy plane back in March. So I'm just more mystified now. Maybe the law says like you can't marry inanimate objects. But that's I'm, a good law. <laughs> I don't why. You no, know, we debate about abortion in this country. I feel like everyone's like, you know what? My plane is called Dickie. I love everything about him, particularly his face, wings, and engine. They're so sexy to me. This is a real story. All right. Okay. okay. Let's talk about Colorado. All right, folks. So uh, first of all, Girl Plus Dog Adventures is in the chat. She, oh, she planned this whole trip. For she, us. She's back then. From Alaska? Yeah, she's back for a while. She's back? Okay. Shout out to her. Um, 
it was actually really sweet. When we went to go plan this, she had sent us like a, a whole breakdown of like several different trip options and it made the whole thing like super easy. So if anyone else out there has just trips laying around, <laughs> send them to us. Sometimes we'll do them. It's so much nicer when somebody else plans it. Yeah. And she had experience there and it was shout out to her. Check out her channel. It was, um, it was very helpful having that. So we've been back for about a month and uh, the videos are out <clears throat> high level. We went to... Um, uh, Colorado Trail, specifically the Collegiate West um, alternate. So uh, there's a there's a loop on the Col Colorado Trail called the Collegiates, and technically the Colorado Trail, I believe, actually follows the east, east part of it. But you can do the West as an alternate. You can do this, so they call it the the West alternate, and and and, and together the, CD, the CDT goes west. Correct. So it so the the Colorado Trail is coming uh, south from Leadville, and then it splits, and there's a loop on it. So you can go east or west. The technical Colorado Trail goes east. The uh, Continental Divide Trail and what they call the Collegiate uh, West alternate goes west, and <laughs> everyone does the west. So that's what we did. Um, the whole loop. Uh, you know, one side, each side is about 70 miles, 60, 70 miles. So I, th I think the whole loop is like 140, <laughs> 150 miles. If you were to do the whole thing, we did almost all of the West loop. So we did about, we totally, we did 58 miles. We only did 55 of the loop. And I think, yeah, the loop is like 60, the end of the West is like 65 or 75. So, so we did uh, four nights, five days, going 58 miles starting at twin lakes and ending at uh, the road ending at St. Elmo effectively, which is a cool name for a town. Yeah. It's not much of a town, but it is cool. You can hand feed chipmunks there. If you're in the area that was like their thing and they had ice cream. Yep. Um, so we, we <laughs> left, um, we flew out of Columbus uh, July 5th. And we stayed in Evergreen the night of July 5th. And then the morning of July 6th, we drove about two and a half hours west. We drove two cars and we parked a car at the end and a car at the start. And then at like noon on July 6th, we hiked in at Twin Lakes. And then we hiked out July 10th. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at about noon. So five days, four nights, 58 miles. Um, the first thing was like, it was really high. Uh, I guess the first thing to talk about, uh, we hiked in at like 9,300 feet, which was by far the lowest we would have ever been. And then the first night we hiked up to just below 11,000 feet, which was, I was fine. And then the following four, three, four, three nights, four days, we basically stayed at 12,000 feet the whole time. Yeah. You know, waffling, some, you know, there are climbs and stuff. Uh, maxing out at about 12,8. Um, and then camping at about 12,000-ish feet every night, which really sucked. Uh, we've been to Colorado many times. The highest, I think, previously we've camped is like about 11,000. 11, yeah. And I never had any problems, but at 12,000, like staying up there for days on end, really, I did, my body did not enjoy that. Um, so I was able to do it all, but it wasn't, you know, it was difficult. Bryce uh, struggled too. Andy and Scott were fine. Bryce and I struggled and uh, the altitude was a real killer. Um, and, and you know what? 
we <clears throat> freaking Yosemite trips would be the same way. I say this every trip. I'm not flying in and then just doing 15, 15, 18 mile days. And we do it every time. And I always regret it. And we're doing it in Yosemite. Well, but Yosemite is like 7,000 feet. Yeah. So it's not high at least. So I will say this about this, the collegiate West sections that we did. It was the most picturesque backpacking I've done in Colorado by far. Yeah, yeah, you haven't been to Yosemite. I know. I, it's it's probably the most Yosemite is. Yeah, it's the arguably most arguably cooler. It's the most. I should I should clarify. It's the most picturesque mountain backpacking I've ever done in my life. So I'll be curious to see if Yosemite can beat that. I've never been to the part of Yosemite we're going to. Um, I would say that this the loop I did in Yosemite last year rivals this for sure. Yeah. But I will say. When you're high up there, 12,000, like there's no trees. So you get these like beautiful panoramic views and that's like very unique. We did uh, over the course of five days, we did about 14,000 feet of climbing. Too much climbing. <laughs> yeah. It's like every day it was the same thing. It was like uh, we would three to 4,000 feet a day minimum. We would, we would end halfway up a climb and then in the morning we'd finish out the climb and then you spend the rest do of the another day, climb and then you do one to two more climbs each day. Not, not, not a hundred yards. That was flat, you know, to be expected. Yeah. I mean, to you're, be expected you're in the mountains, <laughs> but like not a flat stretch for 58 miles. But the, thing I, sucks. but the thing I liked about these sections that <laughs> at least if you're climbing, you're, it's extremely picturesque. Most of it is. We above, had good weather. Yeah, most of it was above tree line. You couldn't do any of this, and if it was raining or thunderstorming, no. You no, know, I, 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 what would you? I mean, you would. You couldn't. You'd have to. Ba- I mean, you couldn't. You couldn't do ten miles on a ridge at twelve five in a thunderstorm. No. You know, you you'd get struck by lightning or something. Yeah, it was a uh, perfect weather, beautiful scenery, good water. Yeah. So that was another thing I want to talk about. I've never hiked in Colorado this early in July. It was humid. It was green. It was buggy. And the water sources were flowing. Yeah, from the melt. You know, when we've been there at the end of August, Yosemite would be the same way. End of August, not like that. You might have 10 plus miles without water. This was like being on the on the East Coast. I mean, every water source was flowing um, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting the humidity. Normally when you go to Colorado, you're like, oh, this is great. Like you can sweat. You don't have to work. I mean, you sweat, but it evaporates. It's super dry. Um, and just to call out, there's a bunch of good questions coming through the chat about the trip. So once we wrap this up, we'll go through. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this one, we'll, we'll do, so, we'll do a proper Q and a, uh, but it was super humid every morning. I woke up with a lot of condensation. Oh yeah. That's, that's just like, that's why I got the Nemo Hornet. <laughs> Somebody called out that the Nemo Hornet's on like 375 at REI right now. Oh, of course. <laughs> right after I buy it. Yeah. That's a good deal. Um, buggy. You know, I... I it wasn't uh, bad. They all went after Bryce. Really weird. I slept in a tent and it just brought back memories of just the condensation stuff. And he did a whole tent trip. And you're doing another whole tent trip. I know. You could have you could have hammocked no, the first night. The, only the first night. Every only, other night you couldn't have. No, only the first night. Um, that was another nuance to this. <laughs> like you can't hammock it. Um, yeah, 
I would maybe you could have. It no. would have been real tough. No, the yeah. trees are really short, narrow. Yeah, where there was trees. Yeah. So I not, I was not expecting humidity, and bugs were there. It, they weren't terrible, but they were there. Another thing that I was expecting, uh, exposure to the max. Uh, we've been to Colorado many times. We've never spent multiple days where you just don't see a tree. Um, and that, like, really sucks. It, it can't. I mean, we were prepared for it. We had, you know, long sleeves, hats, buffs, sunscreen. But even with all of that stuff, when you're out there for, like, 14 hours at that elevation with pure sun, you're still getting burned. Um, even with like all the precautions. Yeah, that's why you're like taking breaks behind boulders. And yeah. And even when like, when you, when you, when you'd stop for lunch, you're just like in the sun getting just roasted. Um, so, I mean, I was, that was, the, I mean, of all the things we're talking about, I was prepared for that one, but still I'd never done these multiple 12, 13, 14 hour days where there's just no shade whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, and if, uh, you know, I would say there were trees. They were small. Yeah, there's like little trees here and there. There's no like walking through a green tunnel forest. No, occasionally um, on a, a descend, you you drop down. But as as Andy said, easily <laughs> the most picturesque, some of the most picturesque and beautiful backpacking I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, made up for any of the complaints I'm complaining about yeah, right now. And it was so worth it. And it was definitely challenging. It was a challenging. Yeah, hike. I just every time we do this, I just I'm like, why are we? I mean, we had an 18 mile day, and I'm just like, why are we doing this after being in Ohio two days prior? You know, we just don't have the luxury of being able, like, because of the way we where we dropped cars. It's just like I. It would be nice to have a have a eight mile day in there well we were smart at least we, were we smart did it we did an 11 mile day no but at least we were smart on day one hiking and i think we only did six miles we didn't we did like almost nine. Oh, but it, that was it was the lowest elevation but even then you know just going from columbus flying i mean it's like it's like you go to the airport at 5 p.m and it's go 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 you land in denver you go straight from denver to evergreen you get your pack ready you go to sleep at 11 you wake up at 6 a.m you go get food you go drop the car off you hike in you do we still did about 2,000 feet of climbing and it's it's like it's like five straight days of non-stop go 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 Mm -hmm. and you know it would have been nice to have a zero day at a lake there or something i'll tell you when we hit lake ann and i saw this trout in there oh just just I hang said, out there for a day or something. Yeah, I would, God, if I would, that would have been awesome to have a fly rod and just hang out there and just catch trout. And I say this, and the Yosemite trip we have planned, which we may or may not do. Now, if we don't do it, the Desolation Wilderness trip we have planned, there will be some time for some zero in. What if there's uh, fires in both? Just hop on the We'll TRT. go to the Ruby Mountains or go to the TRT or we'll yeah. do something. We're going out west. We're taking our backpacking gear, staying at our sisters. We're going to backpack somewhere. Um, we have two permits and if, we'll, we'll go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the ironic thing is I'm talking about this trip and the, the Yosemite trip, if we can do it is it won't be as hard as the Colorado trail trip we did. It'll be lower. It's only like 48 miles instead of 58, but it, it'll still be like drive there, go 
in one of those days we got like 5,000 feet of climbing. Um, <laughs> I'm in better shape than I am what, than when I was in Colorado. Yeah, so. me too. Me too. Uh, so other thoughts. Um, I, yeah, I got a new tent. <laughs> I just, I was sick of the condensation. That was the main reason why I got the Nemo. But and, tent, uh, you, the Nemo's still going to have condensation. On the rain the, fly. Right. Who but, cares? But I'm just saying, you're still going to have to dry it out. No. When you set it, like, you're not going to want to set up a wet rain fly. Why not? The inner's dry. I, I mean, I guess. My sleeping bag was wet the entire Colorado trip. Um, also, just space was another reason I got the Nemo. <sighs> LOL. I d- uh-oh. 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 Lost the comments. Uh-oh. Um, here, give me that. It's rebooting. Oh, did it run out of battery? No, it still had a decent amount. Um, so some lessons learned. The other thing about our next trip is we got, I don't know, we, we got to do bear canisters. There's other things to talk about. Um, so yeah, what other, uh, what other thoughts do you have? Uh, I was fortunate. I didn't have altitude issues. I felt did good. you feel pretty good? Yeah. The whole time. Did you ever feel crappy? Uh, the first day on uh, the climb, I was a little, I was a little winded. Oh, I was winded the whole trip, man. Yeah, um, but no. What did you think about the food? Uh, food was good. I actually, uh, I did, I, I did my food so well that I, I had nothing left on the last. Oh, when I when we finished, which is actually kind of stupid. I, I've never had a trip where I ate all my food. I didn't eat all my food in this one. Um, but that's a, that's amazing that you ate all your food. I ate all my food. Yeah. I did I, it was good, but at the same time I should have had a little bit more to be honest, like a surplus emergency that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, you always want to have some extra food. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, there's a bunch of comments we can go through here. Uh, yeah, I still think I, I wasn't crazy about my pack weight. I could have done better. What do you mean? It was a little, little too heavy, even though the gear was pretty dialed in. Well, how would you have gone lighter? I don't know. Did you use, didn't you use everything? I did. I I, I, I got to think it through. I felt like my pack was a little get get ready. Yeah, plus two pounds. <laughs> I know. You know, it's funny. So we got to take bear canisters to any trip we do out west now, and I was flirting with the idea of not bringing the chair and sitting on the bear canister with a sit pad, and then I looked up. Our bear caster is eight inches tall. <laughs> I don't want to sit on eight inches. No. So now I got to take a bear canister. I'm going to take a chair and I'm taking a tent that weighs an extra pound. <laughs> but I'm not taking a drone. So I don't know. So I'm going to be heavier. Yeah. But we might not have to take rain gear. You might not have. To, I took pants to Colorado, which ended up, it was cold. I mean, it was in the mid 30s when we woke up. You know, pants, puffies. Bryce had gloves and shout out to Girl Plus Dog Adventures. She told Bryce to take gloves and Bryce specifically took gloves because she told him to take gloves and taking gloves was a great call. She did not tell us to take gloves. Yeah, I w- it would have been nice to get the heads up yeah. there. And because I was like, oh, Bryce, you brought gloves. And he's like, yeah, she told me to take them. Great idea. Yeah. I was like, ah, wish I had some. Uh, yeah. The, um, yeah. You know, I think there was only, like, it's typical Colorado, right? It gets pretty cold at night once the sun goes down yeah but there was only one morning when it would have been nice to have gloves but i was fine another thing 
once again, because we're, we're normally doing this in August. Um, it was great to have full light until 930. Yeah. I mean, that is so helpful. It really makes me dread. Although when you're in the winter, you got the hot tent. It doesn't matter. But when it gets dark at like 430 versus 930, that makes such a difference. You know, you, know you can I, hike later. Yeah. It just makes a huge difference. You know what I didn't like, which is like the hiker trend these days? What? I didn't like the sun hoodie. I didn't wear it. I know. I'm what don't gonna, you like about it? The hood's always in the way. Like, um, and then also like sun hoodies, like it's, they're comfortable because they're really like a lot of them are loose fitting. I know that there's ones out there that are more technical and yeah. more like form fitting. I get that. But it's it's loose fitting, so it's real comfortable, and the hood's very loose. So like, uh, you know, it's constantly pretty windy up there, mm-hmm. and so the hood was constantly being blown down, blown off. Yeah, I like the buff. Um, so, and what I, are you I, doing for you? You're gonna need sun stuff. Yeah, I'm just gonna wear the long sleeve and the buff. No, really, I got fried one day. My neck got fried. Yeah. If you don't have a buff, your neck will get fried yeah. and it's terrible. I, I just, yeah, I, I didn't, that. You got to have something on your neck. We'll see. We'll see. This would be great. Fast cut in to him getting a fried neck. We'll cut this <laughs> podcast into the trip video. Oh, I'll bring some suntan lotion. Uh, yeah, I'm just. Uh, what about a different sun hoodie? Yeah, I mean, they make more technical. The Patagonia ones. one is back. Yeah, I, I get that there's more technical ones, and I get that there's ones with, like, hoods that are, like, more form-fitting so they don't easily, like, come off your head. But then, like, when you're around camp and, like, you're not wearing the hoodie and, like, you bend over, like, the hood's gone. It's just, it's stupid annoyances that... Like, it, like, falls to the yeah, side. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, this is kind of weird. I'm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm on the sun hoodie culture. I get, like, it serves a great purpose. Like, there's nothing worse than I just like pride. the long-sleeve sun shirt with yeah. the buff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just have to see my problem now is I'm wearing a hat like this yeah, and you top your head will get sun. So I need to either have a hat that's fully covered or take the buff like all the way up and over, which don't work. Yeah. And I was wearing that. You got me that the light AF sun hoodie. It was very comfy. It's very comfortable. I wore very fishing, comfy. but yeah. like I said, the hood is really wide right here. Yeah. And, it, and, and so it, like, it's very wide and it doesn't, I mean, all those sun hoodies, like the other ones we have, kind of the same thing too. Like they're meant to be loose fitting, yeah. meant to be breezy. They're super comfortable. I'm just I don't sure. know. The Patagonia one, we might need a third sun hoodie. <laughs> no, no more sun hoodie. I know. I've got like five sun shirts now. Oh my God. The Patagonia one I wear is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm going to continue with the same exposure strategy in the next trip that I did this trip. Uh, somebody asked, I, there's... Um, we'll start answering some of these comments, but I was just thinking about this and somebody asked a question. John Jeffrey says, Andy, how'd you enjoy the Deschutes plus during the trip? Great question. So I just, was pretty impressed with it. So just for to give, nine ounces. Yeah. Just to give everybody some context last year, I needed a tent quickly and I didn't want to spend a ton of money because I don't, I rarely use a tent, mm-hmm. but I wanted something super light. So light, but not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, got the Deschutes Tarp Plus, which is a tarp with a built-in bug net that just hangs to the ground. So there's no floor yep. in it. There's no floor. You're sleeping Is it on. nine ounces? I forget the... I forget How much what. does it cost? Let me look it up. Um, I was kind of impressed. It's basically a tarp 
with bug with a little bit of bug netting on the side that kind of goes up and under. So if you're in a really buggy place, it's not going to work. But I think he's saying it was nine ounces. Let me pull it up before we. And uh, it was it's it was probably just as roomy as the Altiplex, if not roomier. And uh, it looked like it worked out well for you. So it is two hundred bucks. Okay, so not not bad. Sixteen ounce a pound, two hundred bucks. Really, a pound. I thought it was nine ounces. Yeah, and then I brought a piece of Tyvek as well to put the sleeping pad on. Um, so would you take it again? I mean, if would I sleep in it again? Yes. I here's here's the problem. Even though it's got the bug net on it, like when you're setting up. And it was very buggy where we were. Um, when you're setting it up. And the, you, the whole trip we were joking that he's going to wake up covered in ticks. <laughs> it, it will keep the bugs on the outside from getting in. The crawling ones on the ground can yeah. get in though, man. No, but there every night when I went to bed, there was a ton of mosquitoes in the top of the tent. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, And that's probably from like the fact that the mosquitoes are probably in the grass during the during the or day. like you going in and out of it. Yeah. But they're think, not getting under the, under no, it. No, I think it's because they're like the mosquitoes are in the grass. You set up the tent and then they're just kind of in there. They stayed up to the top. It it was not like a bad thing, but like if you're going for bug protection, I'm not sure it accomplishes all that. Yeah, fair. Um otherwise, it was okay. Easy to set up? Looked easy. Single kind pole, of. right? Kind of. God, this is just makes me so looking forward to this Nemo tent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to. I mean. And if uh, it, dude, if there's no rain in the forecast, I might not take the rain fly. Yeah. I am. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. I, I'm still conflicted. I don't think it did a great job of keeping bugs out, but it's not like. It's designed to be like this combination of like minimalist with some bug. I didn't realize it was a pound. Yeah. So. And then I, you've got like probably like three ounces of Tyvek. Yeah, 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 right. So I mean, it's still pretty light, but yeah. Um, and it was easy to set up. I'm not a tent person. I like hammocks much better. I would have preferred something with uh with a bug. Was it roomy enough? It was roomy. Yeah, it was roomy. I would have much rather had like your tent. Well, you get it on the next trip. Yeah. I so, think the inside of the Altiplex is smaller than what you. That's are used fine. To. I'd rather be sealed in though. You can't sit in a chair in the Altiplex. <laughs> I know. I was sitting in, a, and so I was sitting in a chair in this thing. <laughs> I mean that that tells you it's not small. Yeah, you could sit in a chair in it. Yeah. Good question. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't really. I'm not sure how. I definitely wouldn't want to have what Bryce has, which is the internet tent, because that cuts the inside like oh, size. Oh, the inner. Yeah, but he doesn't have to worry about ticks crawling on him. That's true, but it's just I'm. A, I mean, I'm much taller than Bryce. I would. Struggle. On his last trip, he used the big Agnes. I almost got. Yeah, I'll be curious uh, how that went. Uh, he, Colorado girl asked, "Was the tent treated with permethrin?" It was not. No, um, <clears throat> no. Yeah, we treated and, all our stuff. We did not treat. So I treated. I'm pretty sure you did too. I treated pack clothes, uh, everything. I normally don't treat the tent. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the the hilarious. It's not part, a bad idea. Though. This this was in the video, but literally the first time I set it up ever was the first night of the trip. I ne- I never set. Yeah, it up. that's that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, another question came through uh, from Scott Valerie says, "So do you think you could have hammocked the parts of the Colorado Trail you've done so far?" Yes, 
Not all of them. Well, not all of them, but we've done, I mean, two through seven. We've I ha- done I hammock, two through uh, seven. We've done like uh, over 200 miles of the Colorado Trail yeah. at this point, I which could've... is crazy. I hammocked last year as well. I hammocked the, fir- the first uh, 95 miles we hammocked. I hammocked, Andy hammocked. Last year, we did the next 55. Did you, you hammock that one? Mm-hmm. This one. I couldn't. You could have the first night, but the collegiates, I mean, when you're at 12,000 feet, there's no trees. Yeah. Ethan, um, this is a good call out. Ethan Shutt says, Gossamer gear, the one is like 250 and only 17.7 ounces. That's I good. Love. Yeah. My issue with the one is my laziness. It's a two trekking pole setup. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have a one trekking pole 250 setup. 250 bucks, though? Yeah, it's a good deal. It's we a good saw, deal. We saw people use we that. We did. Uh, we shared camp with the thru-hiker one night that was using that. Yeah, and I have the old. I had the old version of the one, um, but I like that's a, a coffin too. The old one, the new one. Is the nice. new one bigger? Oh yeah, the new ones. The new one is kind of like it's not like the duplex, but kind of. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> I am the Altiplex is is good enough. It's big enough, but I am over these coffin tents. Well, you know? I, I mean, that's why I just love the hammocks. <laughs> A hammock still feels like a coffin, but it's a very comfortable coffin. God, there is and a, you've got the the net. Yeah. God, this makes me want to get back in the hammock. I know. There's nothing better than getting in your down coffin. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, I know this this conversation really does make me miss hammock camping. Um, I haven't done it and probably haven't done it this year, actually. Um, and our next trip in Yosemite. I can't. can't. It's the same thing. We're You're setting up shop on granite. <laughs> granite the whole way i mean there's just not in the in yosemite the trees if you do have trees the trees are like 10 feet in diameter it's <laughs> like massive tree straps um i wonder if they have rules in yosemite they might the it's california man they got rules and everything although you're allowed to have you can have campfires up there which is hilarious i know uh, but this conversation is really making me miss him at camping yeah yeah i i but it was a i I don't like, um, I will of course sleep in a tent if we go to a place that's really cool and requires it, but I, it just, that lake and campsite. Yeah. So if you're watching this, uh, go, go watch the first video at the very, just scroll to the very end. And we camped along this like beautiful Alpine, lake. no trees. I've never done something like that. And that was worth sleeping in a tent for. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I will sleep in a tent. If we're going to a place that requires it and it's a cool place, but I, it just solidifies that I vastly prefer hammocks. <sighs> hammocks are pretty darn comfortable. Yeah. Um, I don't buy the, like, <clears throat> they're like the most comfortable thing ever. But no, I mean, they're Bryce, pretty comfortable. Bryce always makes fun of us for them. It's like, cause like we always talk about like, oh, I slept, I didn't sleep that great or I have to sit there and tweak it. I've but, had some great nights in a tent. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else we got here? Oh man. Okay, here we go. Um oh Lisa's here. Nice. Um all right, here we go. I'll use my phone. I know. I'm I'm trying to catch up with the comments here. Yeah, let me go oh, back. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Sorry, we're scrolling through here. I saw a bunch of comments come through. Where... Oh, there are. Um oh Josh is here. I'm scrolling back up. A Todd's here. What's up? All right, start at the top. Here we go. Uh, here's a question from Ethan Shute. 
Would you all ever try any serious mountaineering or is that a desire just not there? Or is no, that desire? I want to. Yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a solid fear of heights, but, um, but Scott has a lot of uh, mountaineering experience. I do. We I, always I, I like to that. climb some things, not climb, walk like up, walk up some mountains. I don't actually climb. Another thing that uh, Andy and I used to do a lot of, which falls in the realm of the outdoors, and I texted him this morning. Oh, I know what you're talking about. So um, another outdoor hobby, Andy and I, for like six years, we're like very, very into, we have all the gear, we did it a lot. It falls under the realm of this channel and that it's a very outdoor hobby. But yesterday, there's a great new movie on Amazon Prime. Ron Howard. Is Ron this, Howard is directed this, is it. Is this what motivated you? Yeah. Because this was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. There's a movie on Amazon Prime called 13 Lives. It's about the cave diving rescue in Thailand in uh, 2018. So just to be clear, we don't cave dive. No. And I will Andy and I, dive. and we've, we've talked about it and shown some pictures in the video. Andy and I were fairly prolific scuba divers probably about 10 years ago. Um, we have all the gear and we're getting back into it. Huh. I'm going to get the GoPro. We might make some scuba diving videos. <laughs> Could feed some bass and some catfish um, in Ohio. I, I, we were big into it. We, I've done, we've done, you know, 30, 40 logged dives each, at least shark diving. Yeah, we've got, we've some, done a lot of scuba diving. We've got some good footage of us shark diving. Yeah, we, we, we've done wreck diving, shark diving. We've done a lot of stuff. Going to get back into it. Why not? I was watching that and Allie, I'm watching it with my wife and she's like, these people are just dying. I'm like, we're not going to do cave diving. Yeah. Is that the one? So that's the one about the, the, uh, with Vigo Mortensen and Colin Farrell. Yeah. yeah it's about the, yeah, the 13 kids get, uh, stranded in the caves the in Thailand. The best is that they gave them like anti-anxiety meds. No, 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 like, no, no. Out. no. Yeah. No, no. They gave them ketamine. Yeah. yeah. They like, Put them unconscious. You have to. You have to. It's a six-hour dive I know, I to know. get them out. Good movie. Watch it. It's on I, Amazon. I Prime. would want to be unconscious. That's what they did because they're like if, the, if they're like if if the kids freak out when we're diving them out here, they die. Um, okay, sorry. A little tangent. I don't even know how I got on that. Um, okay, uh, where I'm getting. I'm so to the top. I'm getting the, the comments about the dude eating the gecko and dying of. Uh, <laughs> Salmonella. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. The, the, the foot in the pool. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, the McAfee knob. All right, I'm going to I'm going to scroll down. We've already talked about this. Um, oh, Ethan, shoot! I was in Red River Gorge last October yeah. when a toddler fell off a 75. They survived. I'm telling you, man, kids, they are durable. Andy and I, you have a toddler now, officially. By I the know, way, I know. Andy and I both have toddlers. Dude, th those kids get effed up left and right. Kids are so resilient. It's amazing, actually. Yeah. They're just like rubber. They just like bounce off stuff. I don't know. They're super resilient. Good for them. I, that's amazing. A toddler survived a 75-foot fall, though. That's scary. Um, Zach Jenkins said, uh, I know you guys struggled with altitude in the past trip. I just got back from the Wind River Range. About half our group ended up with altitude sickness. Do you guys take prophylactic meds? No. But nope. um, uh, Jeremy, Midwest backpacker, texted me after my video came out, and he, he said, "Take Diamox." He's like, "I take it every time." 
and I, I did a little Googling and some research, and Diamox, which is a diuretic medication, is used to treat altitude sickness and is used to prophylactically treat altitude sickness yeah. le- legitimately. So, you have, is, have a prescription? I believe that? so, but I think if you, I mean, it's not like a, it's not going to get you high. It's not a performance enhancer. I'm pretty sure if you called your doctor and was like, hey, I'm going to altitude, mm-hmm. and it's clinically proven to help with that, they'd probably write you a prescription. So Diamox is something. There, There is also, there's like beetroot, there's like a bunch of other ginkgo. like ginkgo. There's like I remember but, Tim um, Watson when they were all taking like ginkgo. Yeah, but Diamox is uh, one of the few medications I've seen that is shown to improve both prophylactically and also when you get altitude six. Very interesting mechanism mechanism of action. But yeah, Diamox maybe for me, I found that on this last trip, I'm fine. It's just when I stay consistently above 12,000 feet for days on end, I start to struggle without any sort of accl- acclimating. I think the best way to do it, if you can spare it, is just go out there a few days beforehand and acclimate. I think yeah. that's the best way to do it other yeah. than taking drugs. But yeah. don't always have that luxury. Yeah. Don't be crushing beers. Um yeah, Zach Jenkins, we were using ibuprofen. Uh, you guys were using Diamox. Okay, that's a, a acetazolamide. I think that's Diamox, so it definitely makes a difference, but some were still. Okay, so, yeah, I've heard ibuprofen too. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you're, if like, here's, if you're flying in and you can't, and you can't acclimate for a few days, then you do like five, six miles. <laughs> Don't do what we did. Uh, oh, Camp Chair Chris was in Yosemite last week. Any smoke? Any fires? Um, okay. Um, scrolling through these comments. Yeah, I would. Uh, Vic says I'd always take a couple of days to acclimate and slowly ascend. Aspirin helps too. There you go. Or Devin says just move and live at altitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like the simplest answer. Just go live out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish. I wish we live at 900 feet here. So does that mean like Devin can come to Ohio and just like crush marathons? Yes. I mean, I don't know about that, but he definitely would have a stronger ability to pump blood to his muscles after living up there for sure. Um, Okay. Here we go. Girl plus dog says we're just being whiny. That's fair. Okay. All right. It's fine. Uh, And (laughs) she considers our packs light. That's also fair. Um, Ethan Schutz says, uh, tier two would be an awesome trip. Oh, um, yeah, we've done parts of the TRT, not the whole thing. That's kind of our backup plan for the trip we're going to do if, if the, um, if the fires are too bad, but the TRT gets fires too. So you just freaking West coast, California can't stop it with the wildfires. Yeah. Um, Suzanne Buckley says, go to wind river range. That's on the list. Yeah. That's on the list. We'll go to wins at some point. It's um, beautiful. Um, okay. Another second for Wind River Range. Um, Camp Chair Chris is saying it turned out well. Beautiful. You are way ahead of me in the comments. Uh, yeah, sorry. Okay. I'm, uh, oh, I'm, I'm just to the comment about you. How did the Deschutes <laughs> Plus work out? I'm live here. <laughs> okay. You haven't seen these, though. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll catch up. Uh, oh, here's the permethrin comment. Okay, here we go. Uh, all right. Okay, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm uh, scrolling. Here's a good one from Steve Wright. It says, purge caffeine from your body and no booze. Well, that's not going to happen. You know, the wait, caffeine, purge what? Caffeine and no booze. No booze, I definitely agree with. I, I don't know if I can do the caffeine. Caffeine. 
Come on. We're yeah, only yeah. human. Yeah, come on. I, I'll tell you, though, and I'll tell you what. I'm going to go on my little tangent here about alcohol. And they, it's going to be ironic because I'm drinking alcohol. It's terrible for you. Alcohol is a scam. It's so bad for you. I know. You're weird if you don't drink it. If you go out, I mean, it's. I, I think so. Not not anymore. I think alcohol is a scam. It a hundred it hundred percent increases your risk of like eighteen cancers. Makes you feel like crap. It's expensive. You can be viewed as weird for not doing it. Yeah, it's got like some stupid social. It's got a stupid social stigma. Alcohol is a scam, and and uh, we get anxiety bourbon hunting. <laughs> yeah, that's just bourbon specific, but. I'm trying to drink less. Ironically, we're drinking right now, but I am drinking a lot less. I no, do think I, at altitude, you are correct. Yeah. It's not something you should be doing. But Al- alcohol is just is terrible for you. It's just a scam. I know. It's so normalized. You know, like so many people are alcoholics. Yep. You know, so many people drink every day mm-hmm. and it's just not good for you. No, it's terrible. You know? Anyway. <laughs> Drink cheers. <laughs> I, I just the more I think about that, I'm like, it is weird. No, it is. It's just like like it's far worse for you than a lot of illegal drugs. Oh yeah. Um, but it's just like uh, society's weird with it. Okay, here we go. Oh, hike with Mike's got some deadly sinkhole caves in Florida. Not Sweet, cave let's diving. dive those. <laughs> uh, Jason, uh, do you know if you they will let you dive at the new quarry in Columbus? I don't know. That's a good question. I doubt it. Quarry, I doubt it. I doubt it. Quarry diving is big in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, d- our dad says take a Z pack. I don't know how that has to help with uh, an antibiotic. I don't know if that has to help with uh, altitude sickness, that but doesn't. If you get chlamydia up there. <laughs> Uh, Ethan says scuba diving is much more scary to me than mountaineering. Uh, my wife would agree with you. I kind of agree with you too. Except I, uh, it, it, I have a little fear of heights though. Here's the thing about scuba diving. If you're just going like 30 or 40 feet under the water and you're just like, I don't no think that I don't think that's dangerous no, at all no. because at 30 or 40 feet, worst case scenario, you just go to the surface and you're not going to get decompression sickness at that depth. When you start getting cave diving, definitely more dangerous than mountaineering. And when you start getting into like very, very deep stuff or wreck diving where you can get lost or something, then yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to look up the statistics, but I'd be curious how many people die mountaineering versus scuba diving. I bet more people die mountaineering. Yeah, You actually have a link to a cave diver that died. Yeah. True story. Speaking of cave diving, I, Yeah. I went diving in the Bahamas with this couple, uh, and later that year they ended up dying cave diving. So I don't cave dive. I have like no interest in doing that. If you think you might have interest in cave diving, go watch this video on Amazon (laughs) prime and you won't. It's dark. It's scary. You get lost. No, no, no. Um, no bueno. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, another comment, Diamox works. I use it, uh, on the Inca trail. It takes so long to acclimate. Okay. So we get some plugs for Diamox. All right. We should do that next time. Yeah. It's a diuretic. I don't, I don't like taking drugs. I don't have to. Yeah. What, what's the, what are the, uh, what are the side effects? I don't know, but it's going to have side effects. Yeah. I mean, I think the most ideal thing to do, which is really not practical is spend a few days out there before you go up there and don't do 60 miles in four nights, you know, I think 
but it might not be a bad idea to take some with you because a very few things work when you get altitude sickness and diamox like apparently works if you get it so it might not be a bad it's like you know uh it's like that movie you know got the decks and they they shoot it in their hearts oh, <laughs> vertical limits no 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 it's no. like he's got pulmonary edema give him the decks no no i was thinking about uh so it might that? not be a bad idea to take it with you what's the movie with uh nick cage and uh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh uh that's Alcatraz. Uh, the rock the rock that's yes. atropine atropine gotta put atropine in the heart i studied <laughs> chemical weapons that's not entirely true but yeah the the theory is is correct i think it's it's not a bad idea to take it it doesn't weigh a lot, you know, and I don't think it's, it's probably generic. It's probably not expensive. You just got to like convince somebody to write you a prescription for it. Uh, but yeah, maybe I'll get some, just have it in the pack. I, 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 I have yet, I felt really good. So I, I'm not, but what if you would like just pop in Diamox pills? You're like, yeah, oh, I don't need to pop Diamox pills unless uh, Colorado girl says hydric like crazy. That has always been my strategy. Yeah. Uh, drink a ton of water. That's always wor- helped me. There's nothing worse than feeling lightheaded from altitude and being dehydrated as well. Yeah. And you just, you're, when you go to altitude, one of the first things your body does is it tries to create more blood. You just, I, I agree. Just drink, drink, drink water. Like I said, I'm good below 12,000. It was like 12,000 was the cutoff, and it wasn't like we were just going up. We were at 12,000 for like three and a half straight days, and that's what got me. But drinking water has always been a good strategy. I just got to the purge caffeine and booze comment. Not a chance. Um, Gotta have coffee. Uh, Josh Dodge, what's your Yosemite route? Um, uh, it's basically like... Uh, west of Glen Allen, there's like a loop going by the Hetch Hetchy Reservoir. That's the best I can describe it off the top of my head. It's about 48 miles. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. Um, like a month ago, we had canceled the trip and we booked another trip. And then I called the ranger station and they're like, it might be back on. And then like three days ago, a new fire started in Yosemite, the red fire. That's like 10 miles from Oregon. So I don't know if we're actually able to do this, but that's the general, um, that's the general like trip plan. Um, oh, wow. I just skipped to the end. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, camp trickers was worried about the smoke too, but it was beautiful. Okay. And that, that could be the, the winds too. It's like, yeah, you know, you just don't know. And there, and there, I have zero desire to hike in any smoke no whatsoever that's so bad for you um so yeah john jeffers is legal poison true story um okay (laughs) once i hit Anne says once i hit 42 drinking made me feel like crap i'm already there um dad says uh z-pack prevents pneumonia that's probably true um uh, Girl plus dog adventures is a scuba diver too. Yeah, 160 feet. That's like uh, I've been down to 130. 130 is the level of our certification. I think like the level of our certification is like 60. No, no, it's like 130. And I went down to 130 for a second, <laughs> and then right back up. Um, Steve Ray has lost three friends from climbing. I'm sorry to hear that, Steve. That's not making me want to climb. Um, uh, Lisa Williams had a boss who was training for a diving vacation and died. Okay. Wow. 
I always thought scuba diving was relatively safe. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever watched one of those documentaries on like commercial divers that go out for months at a time and they like live in a diving bell for months? Yeah, I have no hard pass. Those are like oil rig divers. Yeah. So that no. so, so that they can constantly like dive at like two thousand feet or something. Yeah, crazy no, like no, that. no. Pass. They get paid a lot though. Yeah, it's they get um, paid like four. Four hundred bucks an hour or something. Jason says, "I know they say it's not proven, but every time I go, I take I go to the ends. I take tums. Interesting, old climber trick. Okay, I could try that." Um, Josh says, "Smoke wasn't bad. Okay, that's good to know." Um, yeah, lots of people are piling in the chat about Z-Pack doesn't do anything for altitude sickness. <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say. It's an antibiotic. <laughs> Uh, the, the biggest risk of using Dimox with ibuprofen is the stress it puts on the kidney. That's a true story. Um, staying hydrated is super important with that combo. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess this is a Dimox plug now. We should have like one of those pharmaceutical (laughs) commercials. (laughs) Like consult your doctor. Are you dying at altitude? (laughs) Take Dimox. Just know that. And then like 10 warnings, like may kill you. Make sure you drink water. Yeah. May destroy your kidneys. <laughs> may give you suicidal thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we got to do this. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I keep talking about this. Okay. So, um, well, there's some. We, I got to give some context here. Okay. Give the context. Okay. So, uh, right on. <laughs> we did. When, what? What live stream was that? It was a while ago. So let me let me open up the can of worms about like what we will accept for free versus ninety nine percent of everything else which we do not care about or want. Food. Yeah. So food. Is backpacking food is expensive? I thought about getting a PO box. Yeah, we you know how much stuff we get. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do no. no. But anyways, food I mean, is, just throw it away. <laughs> food is very food. Backpacking food in general, I feel, is expensive. Like Mountain House, it's it's cool to see what companies are doing too. So a while ago, so occasionally we will accept uh, people sending us food from like uh, from company from like cottage food vendors we can call them now and so yeah. uh yeah uh that's what they are yeah like a couple months ago and we did uh i think it was the last wives tasting food yep yep did, yeah we did a right a company called right on trek sent us food and what's yes yeah, show tell them their gimmick so right on trek's gimmick is they will build you they will send you your entire like meal plan so meaning like if you, you could specify that I'm going to go on a trip for three days or two days or something, and then they would supply you with the calories uh, needed, which would include snacks and all sorts of stuff. And the snacks are good, by the way. The food is very good. And if you're curious, yeah. we taste, we're not going to taste this today because I want to take the CO70, yeah. but we live taste tested some of their food. And one of their meals was arguably... It was a Thai coconut curry, if that's not your thing. But watch the wives. It was arguably the best backpacking meal I've ever had in my life. So Not arguably, it was. Yeah. By the way, we don't get paid to do this. And, um, truth, no. and truthfully, like we're, uh, we just do this stuff because we like the companies. and we. This because, was a local Columbus company, too. I don't know. No, no, no. They're out west, but they, had a distri- they distributed okay. it here. So it's um, called Right on Trek? Yeah, Right on Trek. So anyways, um, they sent us some new things, and they got... I must say they upgraded their products. Like, so each one of these is like a 24 hour kit. And by the way, they have 
when I was on the website, they got like all like, so, so if you're a vegan, if you're gluten free, yeah. so what you do is you go on this website, you can, you basically, it's not a questionnaire, but you can customize your, like, I don't want dairy. I like coffee. I'm a vegetarian. And you can customize the entire 24 hours worth. It's not just like, give me a, a 24 hours of food. and They just send you this. You go on, you pick your preferences, and they've got all sorts of preferences. So a couple of things that, like, a while ago when they sent us stuff compared to now, I'm, like, they changed their packaging, which is awesome. They now have boil and bag packaging for their main meals. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's and then also, this. this is kind of cool. Like, the whole meal comes in, like, a mesh food bag with a carabiner. It's, un- it's unnecessary, but it's cool. Yeah, but so... If I, if I were to say that there's an opportunity or a downside to this is that this is expensive. They're so expensive. Um, like I, the, I, I think this was around 48 bucks for one day. No, no, 39.99. Oh, sorry. 39.99. Okay, which is very expensive. Here's what I will say. I we have not tried this specific meal kit yet. Obviously, it's sitting in front of me. But the ones they sent us before and I, I want to go through what's in this. The The quality of the food was excellent. And if you're someone that doesn't want to think and just say, I like coffee, I like, I like, I like whatever, and you just want to go in, click a few buttons and have your backpacking days of food perfectly made for you, this is not a bad thing to do. I'm going to go through, we'll go through what's in each one of these. So um, did you tell them, were you just like, just send us, Whatever. Did you did you do no, any preferences? I said, I said whatever. This is their packaging. So they upgraded their packaging. And by the way, I tell all these companies like when they send us stuff, I'm like, you can send us stuff, but I'm not like I'm not committing like we may talk about it, we may not. But I, I do like we do like to support like people who are being innovative, US cottage. I like this is a yeah. cottage vendor. Okay, so I'm gonna go through my I'm hungry. This is not good. <laughs> I'm going to go through what you get for this day. And then Andy will go through. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Oh God, there's a lot of stuff in here. Yep. Okay. So this is 39 99. It comes with the packaging and whatever. And we didn't customize anything. So you get the little stuff sack with the carabiner. Um, so in this bag, so here is, um, this is pretty cool. Actually. It's, it reminds me of an MRE. So. It is. It's like a really nice MRE. So this is the coffee. So this is, um, coffee, sugar, creamer uh, i'm not going to go through the brand mountain hagen coffee this is basically like beverages right here um <laughs> chocolate dude this this is so good yeah. here's your chocolate yep. this is in no particular order and by, and by I, the way in the last batch like i still had a bunch of their snacks and that was that's what i was eating through. i will say the food quality is very good yeah it is um Okay, so here's your here's your here's your beverages. Here's your your little dessert. Um, all of this, I'm not going to go through it all. Cheese, crackers, seed mix, um, organic energy chews, uh, fruit source bar, apple cinnamon raisin bar, kind bar. Uh, this is really good. Organic dehydrated mangoes. So there's like a. I don't know. Here, we'll put it on the bunch of snacks. So a hodgepodge of snacks. Um, okay, then you get a thing of beef jerky. Um, this this looks like good beef jerky. This is all high quality stuff. This why it costs forty bucks. Um, then the meals. So um, I should have started with this. Here's your breakfast. 
This is cheesy mushroom egg scramble, uh, 400 calories. So big breakfast. Yeah. I don't eat 400 calories for breakfast. So here's your breakfast. Here's your coffee and beverages. It's like for your lunch. You're lunch is all of this stuff. I should say this whole thing is like 2,500 or 3,000 calories, all this. Uh, and then here's your um, dinner. So this is 550 calories. This is chicken Alfredo. Um, so that's what you get in one of these bags. The quality is very good. Um, I haven't tried these, obviously, but we've tried the other ones, and it's very good. And it's cool to be able to say, I like this, I like this, and they put the whole thing together for you. So that's one day. I'm, like, hungry right now. and I, don't, I can't be seeing this. All right, what do you got? Because I'm sure they gave you different stuff. Yeah. So let me see here. Main meal, hearty beef bolognese. Is that the dinner? Yeah. Uh, what's this? Some type of oatmeal. Cranberry walnut oatmeal. So that's your breakfast. Uh, I like you. Some teriyaki beef jerky. Uh, parm crisps. These are good. Those are good. I know. Those are super good. I get those from Costco. Yeah, I got some of those crackers like you got. A kind granola bar. I got a Lara bar. I got more crackers. I got chocolates. I got actually a tea bag, a tea bag, mango tea. So they did tea instead of coffee in well, yours. No, I got a coffee. Oh, uh, you got too. coffee too. There's probably tea in my little bag yeah, too. I got a apple cinnamon raisin bar. Uh, I got uh, oh, olives. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. That's not a bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I got energy. These chew. are literally from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Sicily. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know that existed. Look at that. Yeah. That's olives. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that got, would be a great yeah. fire starter, too. Yeah, I got some energy chews like you did. And then I got beverage bag. It looks, oh, hot sauce, sugar, salt, pepper, um, Parmesan cheese. And I'm guessing this is milk powder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that milk and cream powder? So. Pretty cool. A lot of snacks. Which I, is good. I, yeah, I actually think um, I, I think it's a really cool idea. Forty bucks is steep, but it's a ton of food, and I could see myself. But then again, someone pointed out like a peak refuels twelve bucks. Yeah, you know. So if you really think about, if you were to buy a bunch of food things individually, you'd be spending twenty to thirty bucks a day. Yeah, and if you're right? a, if you're a weekend warrior. And you do a few solid trips a year and you're willing to invest. Um, yeah. So I, I guess the price, the sticker shock of like 40 bucks for that is like, wow. But if you think a, a regular backpacking dinner is 10, 10 yeah. to 12. Yeah. I know people would also do the coffee and the snacks and like, it's really not that bad. People would also complain. And, I, and I, I started thinking about this too. And we talk about this when we do meal planning, like one of the other, like, downsides to this is like all the packaging all the and waste. meal planning is a pain it takes time yeah it takes time to sit through what am i get this one with that and this eliminate that i mean this can create a lot of micro trash and stuff and yeah things. but not anything more than we would normally do we do a little bit better of like bulk packaging but stuff. most people don't but i mean if you're into that if that's your thing like yeah there's a solid discussion going on about antibiotics in the chat <laughs> <laughs> everyone's going back to their epidemiology degrees they got during covid that's great oh william capes is here yeah um which one's from this guy yeah yeah, yeah. That, william. that one 
You got prime real yeah. estate here, yeah. sir. Thank you for that. Um, he says it's not too late to go out to PCT Trail Days. I know. I, I saw. Oh, I've been seeing too. all the pictures on that on Instagram. I saw um, Kyle. Kyle posted a story saying he was. There's a lot of people saying like, hey, when you actually add up the amount of money you spend on freeze dried stuff, forty bucks actually doesn't start to sound that bad. Yeah, I guess it's just like when you look at it. I've never been. Like, yeah, you're right. I mean, Mountain House meals are eight, eight to twelve dollars minimum. Yeah, but we if were, you did a Mountain House breakfast. Ma- that Mountain House breakfast and dinner is twenty bucks, and th- and you're getting that quality in this at least. And then you throw in all the stuff in between. This forty bucks isn't that bad. And then you throw in the fact that you have you save all the time, so I guess it's not that bad. Lose the bag and the carabiner, and save me, save me two dollars and fifty cents there. Yeah, I kind of agree with that because everybody's got cool Dyneema bags. Yeah, you know, like. Give me this for thirty seven fifty without the bag and the carabiner, and now we're talking. Yeah, but then and or or give it to me for forty bucks, scent proof bag. Oh. Not a bad idea. Yeah, probably cost the same. Mm-hmm. Right Simple. on track. You're not watching this, nor will you, but give it to me in a scent proof bag. Oh, the one day of food. How much does it weigh? Uh, that's a great question. Um. <sighs> I don't where's, know. Where's your scale? It's upstairs. Um, oh, here it is. Net weight. I don't know if this includes the bag and the carabiner and the packaging, but this is a net weight. Let's see what yours is. Uh, one pound, seven ounces. So a pound and a half. Slightly less than a pound and a half. 2,600 calories. On the right. grams of protein. Far right. Net I know. I, I was looking at this. Okay. Stuff. Uh one pound, six ounces. Okay. So slightly less than a pound and a half. I don't know if that includes, because in reality, you're probably not taking this bag in the carabiner. Actually, actually, I would definitely take the carabiner because I'm out of those for the bear line. <laughs> but the bag and this, and like some of the stuff, I don't, I think you could knock an ounce or two off that. So that's not that bad. Yeah. And you could repurpose the packaging in this. if you Like you could take some of the stuff out of the packaging if you wanted to make this way less. But if I got, if I was going out for three days mm-hmm. you could buy two of these you're set 80 bucks three days 80 bucks of food it's hard for me to put that in perspective let's say two nights three days you could buy two of these you you wouldn't eat it all yeah you know so it's not that bad so anyway montana company montana's making all the good backpacking food now what, uh, what was the other brand that we had pinnacle foods pinnacle, that was excellent pinnacle foods out of montana excellent crazy expensive yeah, but what I will say... 16 bucks a meal. I will say, though, their meals are like 800 plus calories. That's true. That's true. So... That's that's a good point. And, you know, I believe they're manufactured in, Monta- or in Montana. Yeah, I think. it's all Montana. Yeah. All these people making the, great food. Those meals were good. They were excellent. And if you want to see them, uh, check out our uh, second Colorado video. Did you like the... Where I dubbed over with that when I lost the audio. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It's kind of cool. Yeah, cool way to do it. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Let's scroll here. Uh, when will the shills forget Colorado and hit Washington, Oregon, or Idaho next year? Next year, Allie was like, "Why don't you go somewhere new next year?" We have connections to Colorado. It makes it yeah, but that's okay. And we have a direct flight. Yeah, but we can we we can. And plus, if we're gonna do multiple leg tour, like we might as well go 
where we have connections in Nevada. Yeah, but you don't want to go to the same place every year. There's so much to do. We'll go somewhere. We'll go one new trip next year. Yeah. Although I want to go back to Isle Royale. Did I tell you? I love Isle Royale. Shout out to Brad. You're probably not watching. I was at Hopper House yesterday. Guy comes up to me. Do you have a YouTube channel? <laughs> and he had just gone to Isle Royale. It's like, ah, oh, so jealous. Yeah, Isle Royale is amazing. Um, okay. That 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 is like... I still like reminisce on that trip and how awesome that was. It was amazing. Fishing, cooking fish. It was amazing. And we're going to do another fishing trip. Yeah. Backpacking slash fishing trip. And then stay at the hotel the last night. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, Colorado Girl was the company name again. Um, right on Trek. I think it's rightontrek.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, something to check out. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. Colorado was good. We're going to end this podcast. Yeah. We're going to squeeze. We're going to try and squeeze in another one. Maybe. Next week uh, before we go back out west. But if not, we'll be back uh, at the beginning of September to talk about uh, Yosemite or TRT or wherever we end up going based on the wildfires. Thank you all for spending your Friday with us. It's good to be back. Um, Also, I'm going to give a little teaser but i'm not going to talk about dates or anything yet oh this is another thing we need to talk about so but don't say dates don't say locations or anything. so i we're pretty sure next month and we're we'll put out like an official thing but i'm pretty sure we're gonna do another live event slash beer release slash thing at a brewery we did this in 2018 we did a live stream Q and a, it was a, a lot of people came. It was super fun. I think we're going to do that again in September. Um, if you're in the area, it, we'll have other YouTubers. It'll be a whole thing. We'll do a live stream of it. Um, we did it once again in 2018. It was super fun and it was well attended. Yeah. Um, so I would think we're gonna do that again. It would be a, in a Saturday in, uh, in September, not early September or anything mid to late September. Um, it would be coupled with a beer release. Um, so more details to come once again, we don't, it was, there's still some stuff that's gotta be, I prepared. don't know if it's hundred percent going to happen. We've been talking about doing this for literally two years, but COVID kept happening. Um, but we've, we've paired with a local brewery. And there's a certain beer release and, you know, it's not about the beer, but we could do like a big live thing, you know, have people come in. We do a live stream Q and a, we'd bring in some other YouTubers, just hang out fun Saturday in uh, Columbus, Ohio. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, If it is going to happen, we'll probably put out an announcement or something in the next week or so. Uh, It was really fun when we did it a few years ago and COVID, you know, kind of we couldn't do it for a few years. So I think that's going to happen. Stay tuned. Uh, if it does happen and you're in the Columbus area or you want to come in from somewhere in Ohio, it's super fun. Uh, there were like, we did giveaways. Like we did REI got involved last time we did this. I don't know if they're going to be involved, but we could give away some stuff. Um, There'll be some, you know, good craft brewery stuff and uh, some backpacking celebrities. Nice. Yeah, we'll get some other big YouTubers there. And it was a really fun thing when we did this. And so we're, we're trying to do it again. It's looking like um, mid to end of September. You know, we, we have to time this for when the beer is ready, mm-hmm. which is like the biggest yeah. thing we're trying to figure out right now because it's being brewed right now. Um, but anyway, we're uh, we're we're going to 
Yeah, Bryce is going to come. We'll make him bring the camper. Yeah, um, <laughs> we get tours of the camper. Um, maybe, maybe we could do a, like uh, a live video of him working on it. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> just, like, just put him in a room and yeah. live stream him working yeah. on the camper. Like we're going to Bryce Cam working on um, the camper. Yeah, Bryce would come. Uh, potentially some other YouTubers. We're still trying to figure out the logistics, but stay tuned for that uh, in the next week or so. If it is going to happen, we'll put out uh, we'll put out like a video talking about it. And it's really fun if you want to come hang out, have a beer or not. We just got done slamming alcohol. Yeah, it's not just it's, it's not an alcohol centric thing, but it, we did a live Q and A, and we'll get some other YouTubers, and it will be really fun. So stay tuned for that. More details to come. Um, all right, anything else? No, no. Thanks. Yeah, we'll see you later. Bye.